Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Royce O'Neal, left-hand drive into the paint. Slow bounce pass down low to Conley. Catch and shoot three is good. Mike Conley last year was in the 99th percentile of open threes, and he's looking like it tonight. Jazz by five. Conley's been great. Drives with the left hand, circles out. Lobs it high to Rudy. It gets off the rim. Rudy tries to tap it up, can't, gets it back, and then rises up with a little vigor and a two-hand hammer. Well, the Utah Jazz are trying to get back in the win column. They have lost five in a row. They play the Blazers. Oh, crap. What? Forgot you, to wear my jacket. You did, I say, didn't you? <laughs> you were going to wear it, and you didn't. Uh, I blame it on my wife, which is, you know, everything. <laughs> Just pass the buck. We Where is a, the buck stop? Right over there. We have a great house. One of the things I don't like about the house is the closet space is way small. Oh, really? Yeah. The house that I have, you would have told me when I was 25, I would have never imagined it. Because right? I was living in California at the time and everything. Everything's tiny. Well, it's way And expensive. expensive. Yeah, I yeah. can't even afford anything. So the closet space is so small, and she takes up most of it and more stuff than me. So and stuff gets washed, and then I pile the sweatshirts on the top, the hoodies, and they fall, and she'll she'll arrange them nice mm-hmm. and neat. Well, the stuff that's at the bottom doesn't get worn no. because you don't want to pull it out. Right, in the whole, timber. Yeah. yeah, we have avalanche control. They have man to come down. Up. It's like the canyons. <laughs> and so she. Where's PK? He's buried under four hundred and thirty-one hoodies. She re she stacked them nicely and neatly, and I'm grateful she does that because I'm a slob. But it's at the bottom, so I keep wearing the same ones at the yeah. top. All right. Jazz are doomed. Oh, Lillard's going for 70. I'm going to go home right now. I, I Is there a that. rule about what time you have to put it on today? I mean, if you put it on at noon and well, wear it while you watch the game, how powerful is this hoodie? Well, I always wear it in the morning, and then I go and usually go to the gym mm-hmm. and then take a shower. Mm-hmm. So then I put on new clo- different clothes. I don't put on the same clothes. So you really only wear it in the morning. The jazz hoodie? Yeah. I don't think I've ever worn it any other time. So we have no idea if it has show. any power the rest of the no, day. Nor can I believe I've just spent 90 seconds of my life discussing this. I am so this. nervous right now. Because I'm, I'm way more interested in, you know, Donovan Mitchell getting some high percentage shots, getting going, getting a vibe. No. No, leave that for Locke. He'll give us all the stats. And there's, there's it was a vibe. I stayed away from stats. Yeah, but it's not about vibe. It's about stats. No, I think it is about the vibe. No, I think there's a lot of confidence issues. They were plenty good enough for three and a half quarters to win that last game against Denver. And then at the end, it was like, nah. It's all stats. You just do what the numbers yeah, say. And it's a little bit of, nah. No. That, Kevin Nah has nothing to do with it. Kevin Nah. Nice. I like it. Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell were selected to Team Giannis. It will not be with LeBron and Kawhi and most of the Western Conference All-Stars. It almost broke down East-West. Yak, you got that thing ready? From yesterday? That I told you? Oh, okay, never mind then. Go ahead. All right, whatever that was, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. 
Westbrook left wide open, had to kick it out, picked off. Here's Bradley ahead of the field, goes to James on the top with the run first. Houston Rockets beat the Lakers 121-111. Russell Westbrook goes for 41. Small ball. The post-Clint Capella era, a win for the Rockets. Well, actually, uh, they're like 6-0 with this nobody over 6-5. So, it's not post. It's including pre and post. They were not half. They were 10-1 when Capella didn't play this year. Oh, well, yeah, but they would start other guys, Tyson Chandler or somebody else, I don't know. But they're they're 6-0 without him. As long as they were 6-5, maybe 6-6 or under, and there's some idea that they might ruin this by starting Covington, who's a whopping six seven. <laughs> I mean, he was he was feeling it. This reminds me of a Dallas Cowboys defensive lineman. You don't want to get Ed Too Tall Jones there. Screw everything up. Yeah. And you know the Lakers are so dependent on two guys. Those two guys and LeBron didn't score big time. And that's why I give the edge to the Clippers. Got more guys who can get it done. Lou Williams can come off the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they, they, they have, don't have anybody like that on the Lakers. They've got a couple more players, and now they got this, you know, Marcus Morris here is an ex- uh, experienced guy. He tends to be a headache, but, you know, if he can just focus on the game, he's better than what they gave up. So, yeah, so I give the edge to the Clippers. Harden didn't really do much of anything, so even though LeBron wasn't very good, he he probably gave him a little more than Harden did. Harden was three for ten. That's well to Harden's credit. You know, when I was watching the game, because let Westbrook go, he's feeling it. Uh, I flicked over, and then the U game ended, and I watched the end. I stayed up, watched the whole thing. Uh, Harden was looking to pass. It looked like, from from my perspective. It was still close. The game was still hanging in the balance there in the final three minutes. Even two minutes. And then Covington threw a three in from the corner that was ridiculous. He wasn't open. He wasn't in rhythm. But it went in. He was defended. There was a guy right there. And he didn't know what to do with it. He kind of got caught in between. Like, I'll just launch it. It went in. It seemed like that broke the Lakers' back right there. Oh, and it hurts any time you break your back. I mean, ask ask Riley Nelson. He can speak to that. Blazers beat the Spurs 125-117. Lillard had 26. They're coming in here, going back-to-back. And that hasn't helped the Jazz at all lately, but I mentioned it anyway because, you know, it's supposed to. just hasn't been. Uh, Lillard was not particularly hot. 26 points on 9 of 20 shooting, 45% from the floor. Made three of his nine threes, so it's not like he's coming off a big game, law of averages and all that stuff. Pretty routine stuff for him. Yeah. Giannis goes for 35 points and 20 boards. The Bucks beat the Sixers. Any explanation for why Philly is so good at home and so bad on the road? It doesn't seem to make any sense. Hmm. One of the mysteries of the life. Exactly. NBA trade deadline. D'Angelo Russell. Out. The D'Angelo Russell era ends at Golden State. He goes to Minnesota in exchange for Andrew Wiggins. Russell's supposed to be tight with Carl Anthony Towns. Keep him happy. See if they can get something going in Minnesota. You like Wiggins as a uh, third or fourth option with the Warriors? 
So you're going to flourish there. He put up stats. He's athletic. He looks good and all that, but he hadn't been able to carry a team. And next year he won't have to carry a team. Depending on how he'll settle into that role. He's been he's had higher up the totem pole, so how's it going to be now? You just throw new guys together. You can't just assume. You have to see. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Well, BYU did what they were supposed to do, PK. Yeah. They went in. They're a good team. Portland's a bad team. It's on the road. Don't mess around. Throttle those guys. 85-54. They had that thing put away early in the second half. Yeah, they should do that more often than not because that – how else do I say it? I don't They're better. Here. Way better. Well, P- Portland, San Diego, these programs are pathetic. Portland is 9-16 and 16 now and 1-9 and nine in There's the conference. There's nobody at the games. I mean, there's just a few hundred people. I flicked over watch St. Mary's in San Diego, down in San Diego, too. I mean, this is rinky-dink basketball. They are, they're playing like almost, uh, you know, the junior college type environment. And Friends and family. BYU should be able to hammer these guys. Maybe not every year, but more often than not, and they did. 22 for Yoli Childs, 22 for Jake Toulson, and BYU cruises to a 31-point win. A more interesting matchup tomorrow. They've got USF coming into the Marriott Center. Much better. It's on BYU TV at 7 o'clock. Looking forward to that game. Yeah. Lost, obviously, in San Francisco, and we'll we'll see if uh, the Dons can shoot it as well as they shot it in that first game. No way. The Utes beat Stanford in OT 64-56. I'm not sure how they started scoring in OT because this game featured a gazillion turnovers. Nobody really ever got it rolling, and it was 50 all going to overtime, but in that five-minute overtime, the Utes were filling it up. Yeah, Stanford was taking some bad shots there at the end because they Utes got a six-point lead. But I think the story of the game was this Carlson kid. I mean, he was sensational defensively. He's a string bean as a freshman. I think he came back off a mission too, right? Correct. And uh, so, boy, he really looked good. It was by far, by far his best game that he's ever played at the collegiate level. That with the eight blocks, was very active and was able to jump and then re-jump and and help defense. I mean, he looked sensational. And he put in 15 and 10. Made free throws and everything. He did make free throws, you know, and he missed, uh, who did he miss him? Was it the NSSC, I think? Uh, so it's good to see that kid develop. And just as a freshman, and he's a string bean, get some meat on him in the weight room. Majora said he needs to lock himself in the weight room. I used to that <laughs> yeah, that's a good line, right? <laughs> over and over. Yeah. He so. had 15 points and 10 boards to go with those eight blocks. Very, very impressed with him. Uh, it's, it's one game, but it's really now it's there. So now here, here we go, son. We've seen you play like this. And so you got, uh, what do you got, uh, eight, nine, ten games maybe to go, depending on if they do any NIT stuff this year. Uh, so really, really finish strong and set yourself up for some nice expectations for next season because you show, showed us you can do it. Stanford's not a great team, but they're, you know, they're okay. And I was very, very impressed with him. Little drama there from Timmy Allen going to the free throw line down by a point with three seconds left, missing in the, missing the first one. That was pressure on that second one, but he got it to force overtime. He's Tim Allen, man. What do you yeah. expect? Well, he's had a bunch of big games. He didn't really have a big game, Stanford. Who cares? They won. Didn't let him get loose. Yeah. And he made the big free throw to force overtime. Jarek Harding, school record 44 points. He's also the career... Leading score now at Weber State. He had a huge game as they beat Sacramento State 70-66. to 
Aggies are playing Boise State at the Spectrum tomorrow night. They lost up in Idaho. See if they can get a win at home. That's 8 o'clock on CBS Sportsnet. So the Utes will play Cal at 6 on the Pac-12 networks. The Cougars play USF at 7 on BOU-TV. And then the Aggies and Boise State at 8 on CBS Sportsnet. Plenty of college hoops for you tomorrow night with the Jazz off. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Eric Weddle calls it a career. Former Ute. Been in the NFL forever. Had a great career. 35 years old. 13 years in the league. Six Pro Bowls. Chargers, Ravens, Rams. It was a heck of a ride. It's really all you can hope to get out of it, PK. Your safety playing at 35, finally retiring. It's an awfully good run. NFL and the Players Association working on a collective bargaining agreement. They want to have it in place by the time the new league year starts on March 18th. Stuck on a proposal to expand the regular season to 17 games, which I expect would mean everyone would get a neutral game and get to play in Mexico City or London. I wouldn't add an extra game. It looks like the leverage that they're working on is, uh, hey, the Players Association, you can have some extra jobs. We'll increase rosters, which will keep guys in the league longer, presumably, and they would like that. Extra game ruins the history and tradition to 16 games. Puts more wear and tear on the players' bodies. Yeah, I think 16 is enough. What are we going to know after the 17th game that we don't know after the 16th game? And yeah, a lot of times you get that. I remember a couple years, about several years ago now, it's probably over 10 years I went down, uh, I was down in Arizona, play, play, paid big money to see the Cowboys finish the Cardinals, and they each had their 13 quarterback. <laughs> Great. Yeah. There's also talk about a second bye week, and whether that means they'll have bye weeks in front of Thursday games or in front of international travel, you got to figure they're planning something there. And? It's we, more money, though. Follow the money. Isn't it going to get done eventually? It's just how much they have to buy the players off? What do you want? Because we want a 17th game to make I more money. I wouldn't do it, but if they want to do it, I don't care. Uh, yeah, at that game, too, you know, I was by the exit, and I think there was a last-second field goal. And uh, that, the Cardinals were probably going nowhere, and maybe the Cowboys had already clinched the playoff berth. But I remember that it was guys I had never even heard of playing quarterback. And so I was disappointed to spend all that money. And it's still packed, though. And I remember this was a meaningless game. And inside the stadium... By the doors, there was a fight. Cardinal fan and Cowboy fan getting into it. Awesome. Yeah. There to have a good time. Over a football game. That didn't mean anything. Spectacular. Yeah. I just watched them fight until security came, broke it up. Yeah. Over a football game. They were taunting each other. You're grown men. At a sporting and event. And you're fighting over a football. Or they're wearing jerseys. I, I don't remember what they're wearing, but I know that it was over the game because I could yeah. hear it all. Right. Yeah. One was taunting the other, and they started. 13 quarters. They threw down. <laughs> Just, what? You want to make more money? Just raise the price of beer a couple bucks, and away you go. <laughs> They'll all pay. Well, it looks like with 17 games, that's 32 teams going overseas. So I figure they're uh, this is basically like going to be expanding into Mexico City and London. And they play eight games in each place and season ticket packages and not have to move anybody there. Not have anybody have to live there. Everybody's in and out. Everybody has the same amount of travel. You got a problem with them in Mexico City? Cash machine. Okay, I understand. DJ and PK. 
Hashtag Major League Baseball. Is that championship tainted? It's a fair question, and and I think everyone's going to have to draw their own conclusion. I hope over time and 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 the demonstration with the talents of the, of this team, the players, the the careers that are that are being had. We have some of the best players in the entire sport all together on the same team. I hope over time it's proven that it wasn't, but I understand the question. It's a fair question, and people are going to have to draw their own conclusions. Uh, you know, I agree with a lot of what he said there, except he had to put it in the past tense because I think we've already drawn our conclusions. You may want to say who that is. That's A.J. That's AJ Hinch, Hinch. The former manager. Yes. Yeah, but I just appreciate the fact that there's no more cover-up, you know, for years and years with the steroids and Pete Rose and all this stuff. They'd always deny, deny, deny. Well, he's obviously admitting it, and I do think that it's less tainted if they go win this year. Yeah, that would give them a strong argument. We're really that good. And so whether you have one or two, it doesn't matter as long as you've got one. So it lessens the impact. It doesn't take it away, but it, it proves that these guys were capable of winning it all. Now their team will be substantially different from back then to now. Some of the players will be the same. The nucleus of the lineup, the stars in many cases. But pitching comes and goes. Yep. Uh, so uh, that's why I, fi- I find this season going into it to be fascinating to see because this will be a storyline certainly until June you know, every time they go to a new city and as I said I they're told gonna you they're going to get asked about it the, the fans day, are going to boo they're starting in uh, Anaheim yeah their first road game and the Dodger fans it's, there was a story yesterday in the LA Times about it there was a story about some yeah. fan club buying 800 yeah. tickets yeah, yeah and it's, it's growing because the Astros aren't playing the Dodgers in LA so Dodger fans are going down to Anaheim to let them have it <laughs> there it is yeah, so it'll, it's a great storyline. You know, the old Mark Cuban thing. There's no bad publicity. Yeah. yeah. So in that way, it'll, it'll increase publicity. Right. It'll increase interest. Yeah, the only thing about the cover-up, no cover-up in Houston or Boston, I guess. They've both been called out. But there's all kinds of rumors that other teams did it. Neither one of those teams, even though they're cheating, led the league in runs scored. Now, that might be circumstantial evidence. I yeah, guess it is circumstantial evidence. So, yeah, they didn't win at all. And then... If 20 teams are cheating, well, then... Then nobody cares because it's all the same for everybody. Yeah, pretty much. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener. It's Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, David Locke's going to join us at 8.30. Radio voice of the Utah Jazz. Dr. Chris Hill, former Utah Director of Athletics, will be in studio at 9 o'clock. He's being honored at the Cal game. We'll talk a little bit about that. And there are also Pac-12 stories out there that I know he's been following for years, but they're getting new life here. UCLA and Cal running massive deficits, PK. $40 million in the red. It's a lot of money. The Pac-12 reportedly getting outspent by the SEC. They're projecting that they'll be getting doubled by the SEC or the Big Ten or both in a in a few years. Yeah, 40, 40 million well. in revenue to 80 million. Money talks, man. There's a reason why Oregon's been winning all these years. Kind of get Chris's advice, peer into the future here. Yeah. We'll talk with him coming up at 9 o'clock on the eve of his uh, being honored and having a banner raised in his honor during the Cal game Saturday night. All right, that's at 9. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 
is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. What the Jazz are finding out is getting to that optimal level with consistency has a rude awakening when you are no longer one of those teams on the outside looking in. You know? Do you see anybody talking about Donovan Mitchell anymore after games? Now it's different. It's like, hey, you're good. You don't need me to talk to you. I need to go out and destroy you now. Like, you're on your own, dude. When you're in these positions trying to get to the ultimate optimal level of winning and you have the roster that is capable of it too, oh man, our team's coming after you. It's different and it's eye-opening when you become a marked or targeted team and, yes. and you you show up on the map and everyone looks at you and goes, okay, you're legitimate and now I'm going to go out there and find a way to beat you and you are every single night somebody's number one priority. Tony Parks and Austin Horton weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. What are you giving your Valentine? Make it a special personal gift from Minky Couture. Learn more at MinkyCouture.com. All right, PK, we got the question of the day here all about the jazz, but you and Yak have been working on some audio. Well, go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, okay, fine. It's not going to be a slap, slap against you. Relax. With all the trades at the deadline, where do you see the jazz fitting in in the Western Conference? All right, because the trade deadline has come and gone, and yes. it's obviously some teams. I think the Clippers helped themselves. Uh, we'll see. Obviously, the Rockets transformed themselves all in on the small ball. That's true, too. Yes. Good results so far. They right. will definitely be switching one through five on every Jazz pick and roll. And that has been a little bit of an issue for the Jazz. And the Jazz already made their trade. They made it before the trade deadline. Again. And, or moves. You know, they made moves. Right. But the Clarkson trade. It preceded the trade deadline. Then and getting rid of Jeff Green and elevating uh, Bradley and Niang more so into the playing rotation than they were earlier. So they had their, not mid-season moves, but they had their moves. Uh, really, Denver didn't do anything. And Portland, did Portland do anything? They, they, they may have sold some guys. They made some trades to shed salary. Yeah. You know, but they were just the Lakers of, didn't move Kuzma. We're all waiting to see if that happened. Yeah, man, he's turned into somewhat of an enigma. Kuzma's an enigma. I mean, he didn't do jack yesterday. Had four big hey, points yeah. in the Rocket game. I know. And, and yet then the LeBron sits and he goes off. Yeah, so they've got to figure out how to use him to his best abilities because clearly he's not being used to his best abilities right now. It's like a little bit of uh, the Joe Ingles thing going on there. Big age gap difference between the two. Uh, and Kuzma might, as far as scoring anyway, might have a, a higher upside. Uh, but they've got to, they've got to figure that out because he's too valuable of a commodity to just get almost nothing out of him. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But there's been a number of moves in the Western Conference. Uh, Oklahoma City, uh, they didn't really do anything, did they? Am I missing something? There had been talk about Gallinari to Miami, but that didn't materialize. Uh, so now the things have shaked out, and there might be some. Uh, some more roster moves, some buyouts, or some other guys that they can pick up, and so there may be some other moves to come. But the big moves appear to be over. So where do the Jazz fit in now? Nick says we'll be four, five, or six unless something changes in these guys. It's depressing. I really thought adding Conley and Bogdanovich were going to be the difference. Yeah, you know, I wonder if right now, so they've lost five in a row. If they were two and three in the last five. How much would that change your attitude and your outlook? Your record's still pretty good even having lost five in a row. And if you just had to treaded water a little bit here these last few games, you can't go even because it's a five-gamer. 
would that make that big of a difference? I, I, I think it would. I don't think we would dip all the way to six. I think, I think the more of the attitude. There'd yeah. be three, four, five. We're right with, in the mix. Three, four, five with the uh, Nuggets and Rockets. And maybe even two. Well, you're right. If they had two fewer losses because they're sitting on 18 now, they'd only be one game behind the Clippers in the loss column. Right. And, right. But nevertheless, they have lost five in a row, so it's not a what if, it's what is. They are in fifth place now. Yeah. Half game behind the Rockets. A game and a half in front of the Thunder and the Mavs. And then also, too, all of a sudden you have the Rockets playing well. So that exasperates it. And Denver just beat you twice. And they had a watered-down Nugget team. And a back-to-back. Oh, I did hear another. I told you I was going to kick people in the shins if I heard an excuse. I did hear one. Oh, really? What was it? I won't name the person. But, uh, you know, it's just it's really tough to play against a team when you don't know what their lineup is going to be until right before the game. Yeah. Yeah, good one. Yeah. You know, it's also tough to play a team when the other team has the best player on the court. And that doesn't matter. So you think what level you're playing? Jokic at. is better than anybody that the Jazz have. Oh yeah, his impact on the game is massive. Massive. His massive. Body is massive. <laughs> <laughs> so the scoring, the the cl- the scoring he provides, the clutch scoring, the rebounding, especially the offensive rebounding, plus the whole offense runs so through him. So Gobert is not the best center in the league. I have to go with the joke. Not even the best center in the conference. Well, as it turns out, yeah. Nobody pays attention, but not even the best center in the division. <laughs> in the division, although no one pays attention to the division. Uh, who dropped that? Someone dropped that. They're in the division. I'm thinking, I mean, I'm sure I could. That's a football or baseball it, term. It's yeah, I thought, not, if I thought about it, I could probably do all the divisions, but I oh, never. Oh, signing all the teams in the actual divisions that they're in? Yeah. That would take a while. Right. I'd have to have it everything in front of me. I certainly couldn't do it off the top of my head. If I had the standings in front of me, I, I could probably play Every some. time I click on the standings, on yeah. my phone, on this computer in front of me right now, it's the standings are up. It's all conference. As yeah, it should be, because that's all that really that's matters. That's what matters. And, yeah. But, okay. And it's because in football, you're playing home and home. It matters a lot. It does matter. Yeah. And it matters in baseball. Yeah. But it, but those are the two that it matters. I don't know about your soccer. I don't think it matters. Uh, they don't have divisions. Right. Uh, so... He's not even the best in the division. How about this? Gobert's not even the best center in the time zone. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I see what you did there. I can really narrow it down. (laughs) So the key for the Jazz is to make sure the opponent has all their players because then you can scout them and then there's no surprises. Or if it's such a big deal... You said four guys. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know Mitchell and Ingles weren't going to play. I'll show you. I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, when I heard that one, I thought, man, we're really stretching it. I know we all want them to win. They need and, their mojo back. And it's this and that, and we've got to protect these guys. But uh, I, I knew somebody was going to come up with something. That's a good one. I, I didn't it's buy it. It's hard to win you don't, when you don't know the lineup till yeah. minutes before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I should have Belichick then hire him in the offseason, and then he can, you know, he can look during the, when they have their practices here in the arena, have him peek around the curtain, see who's available, who's out there or not. Set up a camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not that far off from what Nick says. I, I think the first comment we read here out of the gate is ballpark. Um, 
you know, we'll be four, five, six. I'm not quite with you there. I was thinking that they'd be uh, three, four, five. And that that's the difference that Bogdanovich and Conley could add. But it's not just who the Jazz added. When you saw who other people added, the vast majority of the preseason predictions, Lakers won, Clippers two, they got Kawhi and LeBron. That's what I just said about the best player. When you have the best player and they got all that playoff experience and they are experienced at carrying teams through the roller coaster of the season. Yeah, but lots of people always had them won won two. Ten in a row. So I always, but I always thought the Jazz were in a battle for three, four, five. Now four, five, six. There's been plenty of instances when the best player doesn't win it. Yeah, I've been, but it's an advantage. The, the more better players you have, the more exactly. better you're going to be, most likely. Chad says five game skid. They keep playing like that. It's definitely a first round exit. Well, yeah, if they play like that. They will be a first-round exit. We can all agree on that. If they lose four in the playoffs, they're out. (laughs) Bold. (laughs) Mark says they're going to be a sixth seed and a first-round exit. Man, a lot of negativity. That's feeling good about myself this morning. Well, get over it. (laughs) Just listening to Sam Hunt driving in. I know every curve like the back of your hand always puts me in a good mood. The weather was good. It was warmer. I come in here, you guys, <laughs> guys bring guys from, me down. We were talking about this earlier. Guys from California, Arizona are like, hey, it's a nice day out. It's up in the 30s. Weather feels pretty good. When I got out of the car. car Literally never thought I would say that. Young people, those are younger staffs <laughs> hate you right now. Oh, yeah. Me versus me living in Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara me See, versus uh, Salt Lake me. I'm the kid who grew up here, so it's just like, hey, it's great. It's 40 degrees today. I'll, I'll take it. It did feel way warmer when I got out of the car. It, it was, was noticeably. Yes, it was significantly warmer. And, uh, this is crazy. Donna. It's very positive. Totally going against the tie. I love the P-Huns. <laughs> I know you do. The positivity of the P-Huns. So upbeat. Yeah. We, she's all aboard. Yeah. We, not the Jazz, we. When I think of the Jazz, I think of Rudy, I think of Donovan, I think of Donna. Donna says, we will have another winning streak and move back up, exclamation point. All right, Donna. I appreciate your optimism. That very well could happen, though. It's not like it's outrageous. Well, we didn't think they were going to play that 19-21 pace the rest of the year, nor do we think they're going to keep losing five in a row the rest I of the year. I always think seven out of ten. Any ten-game stretch, you win seven. That's pretty good because you're playing 700 ball. You're, you're That's a 56, 57-win yeah, team you're right a, there. You're a darn good basketball yeah. team. And, and, and whatever, whatever, whatever you know, you can, we can correlate that. But, but the same thing at the collegiate level. Obviously, they're not playing 82 games. But if you win 70% of your ball games, in my mind, you're pretty good. I don't know what's going to happen in the postseason, but you're still pretty good. <laughs> Brian sees Donna's comments and says, The Jazz team is so lucky to have such dedicated, positive fans. LOL. Well, there is that bond there that the small market and, you know, the one big-time team and the original has. I was listening to Phoenix Radio yesterday, and I was at the gym, and they don't do a lot of phone calls, and but they did. They opened up, mm-hmm. as you say, opened up the phone lines about the Suns. And my gosh, one after another, we're just furious, <laughs> just furious, because they've sucked for ten years now, or haven't made the playoffs. They won forty-eight games in one year, but they didn't make it. Yeah, they've had so, one good season in ten years. Uh, yeah. But the point being is, I've always viewed Salt Lake 
as the way Phoenix was when I lived down there because it was pre-Diamondbacks, pre-Cardinals, pre-Coyotes, and it was just the Suns and the, and the Sun Devils. And the two colleges. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and the lesser extent, the U of A, because it's a couple hours away. And a lot of, you, you got the hardcore, the people, not the people who've just moved in the last 10 years or so. The people who are calling in were... 30-year residents of the community and that's the original team they're the original link to the big time and it's the same thing here so yes they do have extremely passionate and extremely committed fans and the frustration level down there you could just feel it through coming through the phone levels and i was down there at those times when they had some pretty good times too when i was down there uh they had some decent teams and here obviously same type of thing one town, one team, the original team, had had some really good teams. Uh, fortunately, you haven't had the ten-year dry spell that has just been totally mismanaged. Woo! Be, be grateful for that. That's where that's where it goes to. We were talking about this the other day. How organizations put you in the position to win. They either put you in the position to win, or they put you in the position to lose. And it's up to the players to go ahead and get the thing done. And here, for a good long while, this. They've changed hands a little bit as far as the management, but the management has been consistent in putting the team in a position to win. Now it's up to the guys. Now winning, you know, not necessarily winning at all, but at least win, be a winning team, get in the postseason. And they've done that very well. And Phoenix used to do it very well, but not the last 10 years. It's just been atrocious. No, but they had the Barkley group, and then they had the Nash group. They had some pretty good runs. Oh, yeah, and before that. Back in the day, you're going to start telling us about Westfall. And the sons of your youth. Yeah, they were pretty good, as I remember. Yeah, they, 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 they always ran the into Magic. But the NBA Finals in the 70s. That so. uh, yeah, was pre-Magic. Yep. Yeah, the 80s, Magic kept taking all the Finals bids. Yeah. You, you were in the playoffs until you ran into the Lakers. Yeah, you just... There'd be good teams in the West, and then... Oops! Bonk there's your the head against the Lakers all the time, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey says... Uh, Jeffrey doesn't even like the question. Jeffrey's sick of us going big picture. How about the Jazz focus on winning... A game and not blowing a lead before we ask about where they are. Well, that's where they are focusing exclusively on Portland. But they also know, I think they know, hey, we can't afford to have any uh, serious losing streaks going on here because we'll fall further behind. So it's human nature. They know the stand, especially now when you can just call it up on your phone. You're sitting on a bus driving to a practice or what have you, sitting at a stoplight. (laughs) I mean, you know. You're going poo-poo. Any number of things, you can look at your standings and do that. Which I find myself sometimes when I have to go number one, I sit down a lot more. Because I'm always looking at my phone, man. Oh, we're into TMI right there. But, I mean, I got to get educated. I got to know what's going on. You know what I mean? That's what commercial breaks are for. Yeah. But I don't have commercial breaks at home. <laughs> PK's live, sponsored by. <laughs> that would be funny. But I mean, you constantly. Straight out of the Truman I find myself show, right? doing it all movie? day long, constantly trying to find out information. There's always something out there. It's like when I was in college. You never felt like you studied was totally enough. prepared for the test. There was always something more you could do. It's the same thing with this job. It's not as stressful now. Maybe in the early days, but I've been doing it almost 18 years now. But that, that constant question yeah. in the back of your mind, what's going on? Right. Reload Twitter. I'm, I'm, it's 11 o'clock last night, and I'm watching San Diego and St. Mary's. And you think I stay up and watch too many games and won't let go and won't go to bed. No, you watch post-game. I don't watch any of that. It didn't last night. 
No. no. I never said you stay up and watch too many games. No, no. I never said that. Rockets and Lakers ended, and that was it. Shut her down. No, I flicked over because it was close. Yeah, I know. It was. And I saw it because you're right. I was on my phone yeah. during it. Early on, every commercial break, I was bouncing back and forth between the Utes and Cougars. And then I just gave up on the Cougars. They were just drilling them. There's and no I need. Just, yeah. And so during the commercial breaks, I was on my phone, and the ticker's going, and you know I'm seeing the scores, and... Yeah. I had the Ute game on my phone and the Cougar game on the TV because I can get the Pac-12 network over the phone. Mm-hmm. And then it went, obviously this, uh, they pulled away a little bit at the end of the first half, and then in the second half they blew them out, and then I did switch over on the big screen, yeah. the, the regular television, to watch the Ute That's game. That's where the drama was. And But when that ended, I flicked over to uh, I flicked over at UC Los Angeles ASU. I flicked over to San Diego's uh, U, uh, St. Mary's, the Lakers, and the Rockets. And Arizona, Arizona, that was a twenty-point lead. They were just sailing along. That thing got close at the end. I had it one by five, but yeah, yeah. And it ticked me off. <laughs> the USC didn't come all the way back. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, blame blame pace. Blame Nico. Uh, nah, Nico I, made free throws. Yeah, but the, the thing that I, I can live with that because he's not going to be there for four years. Oh, no, no. It was one and done. So in, in a yeah. month, but like six weeks, he'll be gone. Yeah. And then I can go back to truly hating them again. It's <laughs> so a little bit of a quandary here because I want the kid to succeed because I, I don't know the kid, but I know his dad. And so, but I've reconciled myself with he's such a short timer. Yeah. You know, he's not really a U of A guy. Well, also, also he it doesn't, chose to go there because that's yeah. what he needed. It do. also doesn't look like they're going to win at all. And this is going to be another. Ah, but I could live with it. If round they did of thirty-two or him. Sweet Sixteen right now. Yeah, I mean, I they're, they're too young. Yeah, yeah. If they, they they could win it all if they stayed together in three years from now. Yeah, but that doesn't. But that's happen not going to happen. Yeah, that's no. not And he's not going to go down as a U of A legend because he's only going to be there nope. for one year. Is, is Aaron Gordon a U of A legend? No. Markkinen, a U of A legend? Nope. Uh, even DeAndre Aiden? No, those guys are just passing through because the system makes them do that, which is ridiculous, but that's what they're required to do, so they've got to do it. I don't hold it against them, uh, but uh, I have a little bit of a problem. I, I certainly don't root for him to stink, uh, but he'll be gone, and then next year I can go right back to hating them with every ounce of my energy. All right, DJ and PK, we got a lot more people weighing in. The Utah Jazz, all the deadline trades are done now. So where do the Jazz fit in the Western Conference? Got more of your reaction coming up. We'll talk to David Locke about it at 8.30. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Join Scotty and Hands Monday from noon to 3 at Payne Anthony Jewelers, 329 Trolley Square, underneath the Spaghetti Factory. I want you to give me your most outrageous take we have there about the Jazz and where they fit in now. The most outrageous take yeah. we've gotten? Yeah, just whatever. This is the most outrageous because... Well, Dax, here's one. Out of the playoff race. Uh, you know what I It think? was all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, I don't know. Think they'll ever get win number 33? It was all bullshit. 
Darren says they're going to finish ninth in the West. <laughs> it was all bullshit. <laughs> now that cracked me up when I heard that yesterday. <laughs> it was all bullshit. <laughs> Jeff says the way things have been going, the Jazz are going to finish with 32 wins and 50 losses. It was all bullshit. <laughs> That's my president. <laughs> Irregardless, <laughs> we lose in the first round. Period. So Sad. You know what period. It was all bull. <laughs> that that would be classic if Lindsey and Zanuck and their locker room cleanout get up there and was disappointed to get swept and drop that. What do you think of this season? It was all bull. <laughs> <laughs> They would never do it, but I swear it would increase their popularity by 10 to 15 points. <laughs> I wonder what Trump thought of Romney's speech. It was all bullshit. Did you see Laura Ingram now? She's talking about moving out to Utah to run against Romney? Yeah. What do you think of her campaign? It was all bullshit. <laughs> She's not moving to Utah and giving up that sweet job on Fox. <laughs> it was all bullshit. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> no, but in the process, just the thought of it will make her more money. Bullshit. These guys are genius. <laughs> Every one of them, man. Every one, no matter which side you're on, you're making millions off of toying with the public and their emotions. <laughs> uh, Dayton. Dayton Robeson tweeting out, looks like the uh, Boise State and the Mountain West have come to an agreement, according to the San Diego Union-Tribune. And Scotty G tweets at me, what did I say? A big steaming pile of nothing. It was all bullshit. <laughs> it's because Boise had nowhere to go. That's somewhere to go, maybe. So I think Mark Few did that a couple years back because they had a potential place to go. We're going to the Mountain West. Yeah. They need a 12th team. Right. San Diego Union Tribune reported it. Yeah, so they could uh, use their leverage, and then the West Coast Conference acquiesced. The Mountain West Board of Directors has quietly voted to rescind a decision that would end Boise State's additional slice of revenue from the conference's TV contract. Several sources told the Union Tribune. Right. It was all bullshit. Really, when you think about it, Trump really nailed it. I mean, I'm talking about the, the other, just generally speaking. Just life. Yeah. 99% of life. It was all bull. And you go back and look at your whole life. And this may not make sense to you if you're 25 uh, listening to this, but you get down the road and you're like, I spent a lot of time and emotion on X, Y, and Z. Yeah. What did I do that for? I know. And then my. It was all yeah. bull. That's my inner voice telling me what a moron I was. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. You know, I got all fired up about... That's uh. some guy the other day says, man, I, I really like that you're conservative and you really get on DJ for being liberal. Like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, you've done it was all... You've done it. Everybody believed it. I know. <laughs> I've told you, PK. We can see your face. And like 80% of the time, we know what you're doing. But there is 20%. No, there like, is, what's PK doing? There are a lot of people out and there. And people that, out there who don't know you, who can't see your face, listening on the radio. They think that this is all reality. I am not conservative. I am not liberal. But, Some 
Libertarian it is. Some portions. I'm registered as an independent. You can look it up. You can look up anybody's uh, uh, political affiliation. It's online. You're officially unaffiliated like myself? Yeah, I don't trust any of them. Yep. <laughs> it was all bull****. <laughs> I, I actually had I someone stood up work. and gave a standing up. I, I actually, felt like I was in the chamber. I actually had someone at TV say <laughs> say to me, and it was just we were having this discussion yesterday. Say one truly positive thing about one politician, and one just loathsome negative thing about every politician. And I was doing. It, he's like, "You're actually good at this. Like, it's not that hard." I they, suppose they if, I knew, if I knew any of them, I might feel different. But I don't know any of them, and I know some of our people around here know. Senator Romney and they they have an affiliation with him. That's fine. I don't. I don't care. Yeah, but even those people, there ought to be something where they look at him and think, "You and I are totally on the opposite of side uh, of this issue." Whatever. Signing off hundred percent. You're free to think whatever you want. I don't care. I don't. I don't, I don't have any feeling. You want to support him? Don't support him. You don't want to support him? Don't support him. Makes zero difference to me. It just doesn't bother me. But that's just the way I am. If you want to get involved in that stuff? That's your call. And I support you if you do. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. David Locke coming up at 8.30. Figure out what's going on with the Jazz and what's going to turn it around. Stay with us.